Jordan. Ian, who was in the process of creating the world's first time machine, made a terrible calculation error and inadvertently created the world's first crime machine. Zac Efron? No, two guys, one. And welcome to episode 31 of Two Guys What's Up, the weekly comedy podcast where bikes are aliens, up is down, left is bikes, and the cycle repeats. Quite literally the cycle. (laughs) My name is Ian, and I am joined by the bike that everyone's had a ride of, Jordan. Jordan, how are you? I'm a little bit squeaky and I need a good... uh... Need a good oil in. (laughs) I need some fluids rubbed all over me. Oh yeah, I'm so glad you said that. (laughs) You just didn't want to ask, did you? No, well... The seems as you offered, Ian. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like one of those, just like a little sort of nudge. Drop the hint and then see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Best way to do it. Um, I'm good. Good. Managed to somehow get my hands on some Taylor Swift tickets. Yeah, you mentioned that the other day. What was it, Um, like 30 quid or something? Yeah, yeah if only. <laughs> they're a little bit pricey. But apparently they're like gold dust though, because it was so hard to get a hold of. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I didn't actually get the tickets myself. Okay. It was Sophie. Duck lady. Yes, duck lady. (laughs) The other half to walking on air. Uh, She and her wife managed to sign up for a kind of a pre-sale thing. All right. And apparently there's a massive rigmarole to get them. Like they were, I think, 10,000 in the queue at one point. And then it ended up crashing. So they ended up going back to the end of the queue and they thought oh you know kind of lost out now yeah and then it got to a point where they only had two tickets and of course they they wanted four for her and her wife and myself and my wife and they only had two available and they kind of thought to each other do we just be selfish and go for it but anyway they they were very unselfish and actually did something again and had to go through more hours of waiting and eventually they got four tickets and so that's where we'll be going next year fantastic I uh, cannot wait to hear of all the crazy witchcraft that goes on on stage and uh, hopefully you you won't come back indoctrinated into some kind of devil-worshipping cult. Um, It's fine, I'll just shake it off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's happening today! (laughs) And uh, yeah, so I'm not a massive fan of Taylor Swift, I'll say it now. I mean, I don't dislike her. I'll happily, clearly go to a concert, but it was more for my wife, really, and she's wanted to see her for a long time. But I know that I'll enjoy it. I'll, I'll have great fun. Yeah, of course. I think as musicians, I mean, I don't know if this goes for everyone, but uh, I know specifically for myself, but I can literally watch any music act live because it's just interesting to see on stage, like all the musicians playing along. So um, I'm sure you will enjoy the show itself. Definitely. Even if her music isn't your cup of tea. Oh, it's, it's not even that. It's just not somebody that I'd ever thought, oh yeah, I'll go and see them. But I know that I'll really appreciate it nonetheless, and uh, I will enjoy it for sure. Well, I'll look forward to that update in episode, what, like 140 or something? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be going back to Edinburgh to see that as well, so that'll be interesting. I don't think you actually told the listeners, but you were up in Edinburgh not so long ago. Did you, did you say? I can't remember. Uh, maybe I didn't. Yeah, we went away, and that was lovely. Uh, first time that either of us had travelled into to Scotland, I think we just heard too many bad things. Oh, yeah, us <laughs> Scottish folk were awful. <laughs> But no, I loved it and would definitely go back again. Oh, very nice. Actually managed to see the giant pandas that were at the Edinburgh Zoo. No way. And they are the only two giant pandas 
in the whole of the UK. Wowzers. And at the end of the year, they get sent back to China. To like renew their passport or something. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Apparently they were meant to go just before COVID and then, of course, that happened and it kind of delayed things. So they, they shouldn't be here right now. They came over here. They've been here about 10 years now mm-hmm. and they had hoped that they might have been able to, you know, mate them and, and reproduce. Procreate, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and unfortunately, it hasn't happened. Lazy f- they are literally all they do i mean they've got a great life really i quite aspire for it they eat sleep and don't have sex yeah that's that's my life (laughs) in a nutshell to be fair is that why you're saying it's great because like you can only attribute it to your own like oh yeah it's great i mean they must be having fun i am yeah like making myself feel better (laughs) (laughs) see i'm a panda but it was really interesting because they apparently only have two or three days a year where they can successfully mate all right and then so say if they do successfully mate the female can hold the embryo and if she doesn't feel like her surroundings are suitable i.e you know maybe there's not enough food or just something off about the place she will just abort it oh wow and so she's got total control to have the baby panda or not and it's so weird and that's why it's been really difficult for them on top of that what they eat is unreal they just eat bamboo yeah but apparently what we can grow in the uk is not good enough for them okay so they're snobs they are total bamboo snobs <laughs> and they won't eat it and so they're having to ship it from the netherlands good lord and each of them eats 50 to 70 kilos a day which is why all they do is sleep and eat because they expend so much energy eating all this bamboo which has almost zero nutrition yeah and so because of that they don't really have the energy to sort of run about and everything they just go and sleep then oh so they need to widen their food horizons maybe get like a couple mcdonald's in there or something yeah one at bigfoot burger king's gray fc i did try and tell that to them through the glass but they they weren't listening (laughs) hands cupped around your mouth shouting at them get some chicken in (laughs) yeah <laughs> Try this grey meat, bitch. <laughs> but uh, alas, uh, they were lovely, and that is where I will end facts about my trip. Fantastic! Yeah, thanks for joining us on episode twenty-two, part two. <laughs> facts galore. Oh yeah, not about pyramids though. Uh, how are you? Uh, I'm all right. Yeah, um, I haven't really been up to much to be honest. Just been working, editing, researching, all that sort of fun, cool stuff that I enjoy. But uh, I've got one funny story to tell you, and I deliberately left this out of the notes I sent you so that I could tell you it and get your genuine reaction. Okay. <laughs> I'm eager. Right, so the other day, uh, my wife went to nursery to pick up our eldest, and uh, as the teacher popped out to do the handover, he stopped my wife and said, oh, while you're here, can I just have a word? So she naturally was thinking, oh God, has something happened? What's going on? Is he hurt? You know, all sorts run through your head. But at that moment, he pulled out a piece of paper from his pocket, looked at my wife and said, "Um, what is two guys what's up? What? (laughs) So my wife laughed and explained that it was dad's podcast. And he said, oh, okay then, so... Who's Jordan? Right, okay. My wife explained what it was all about and apparently my son was sat playing with some headphones in nursery and the teacher asked him what he was doing and my son said he was playing doing a podcast just like daddy. It's called Two Guys What's Up. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) I really hope they didn't play it at nursery. Yeah, oh, that sounds lovely. Let's uh, let's, (laughs) let's have a listen to see what this boy's daddy is doing. Press play. Welcome to Two Guys What's Up, dicks. Yeah, fucking (laughs) twats. (laughs) (laughs) Aliens are real, kids! (laughs) 
Oh, God. I really hope that they heard about the Roman bath one. The, oh, yeah. <laughs> Episode, was that seven? The Valentine's one? Yeah. <laughs> Kedulous, yeah, making a comeback. Literally. <laughs> So long story short, I've got my son doing some promo for us. And um, the deal is, if he doesn't get us five new listeners every week, he's out the door. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah, he can easily do that. Yeah, of course. Technically, five new listeners, he could just play it while walking down the street. If there's five people nearby, they've heard it. Well, no, because it has to come from five distinct new devices for us to Uh, get the counts, you know, to get the listener counts. Did you make him sign that part of the contract? Of course I did. You can't read, but whatever. Yeah, that's fine. As long as you got the signature. Definitely, yeah. Oh, well. He can write his own name, so it's legal. Anyway, Jordan, enough of that lark at the beginning. What are you going into today? Uh, nothing. I just thought I'd, I'd stop for today. Thank God, man. I didn't want to say anything, but... <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm really sorry to say I have got something planned. Ah, b- I know. You got me. I mean, I mean, I miss your content, Jordan. Please do something. Oh, thank you. I will. Just because you said so nicely. You're so kind to me. It's a bit of a weird one, but I've somehow managed to stumble upon some leaked snippets of complaint letters to local council housing. And there's just tiny little quotes that I just think are amazing. Right. That's what I will be regaling today. Fantastic. I look forward to that. Uh, And what have you got coming up for us? Well, Jordan, just before we go into today's story, I just need to make sure that you meet the standard of knowledge involved in the story that I'm going to be telling you, just so that I can ascertain whether or not you're going to understand it. Is that okay? I I understand everything anyway, so it's fine. Okay, well, we'll soon see, because these topics are quite difficult. Piece of cake. Jordan, question one of three. Have you ever heard of a little thing called... Time? Uh, oh, that is a hard one. Yeah, I did warn you. No, I think I've heard of it, yeah. Okay, okay, fantastic. Off to a good start. So, second question. Have you ever heard of a bigger thing called space? Yes, I've definitely heard of that, actually. Yeah, yeah, nice one. Is that that's that thing your wife tells you that she needs? Well, no, that's what she says I have in my head. Oh, okay, right, yeah, that makes more sense. So, I've, yeah, I've heard that. Oh, brilliant. Okay, then. <laughs> so, one final one. Do you know what a train is? I often lose those thoughts. Oh, oh, very clever. Uh... <laughs> You're on form today. I am, aren't I? <laughs> but you're smarter than I thought. <laughs> Piece them all together and you've got the makings for one spooky tale. Okay, a time-space train. Got it in one. Nice. The date was July 14th, 1911, and the Zanetti Railway Company had just unveiled its newest and latest luxury train that was due to set out on its maiden voyage. Touted as a symbol of luxury, comprising of a powerful locomotive and three lavish passenger wagons, the train was set to transport its passengers, most of which comprised the train's workers and their families, from Rome to Lombardy, traversing through some of Italy's most spectacular landscapes. Sounds brilliant. Yeah, so that's the train part I was talking about. Okay, was it that it took a lot of time and they travelled some fair space <laughs> took a lot of time to build and took up a lot of space in the yard yep, yes the end. perfect got it oh that was so good well thanks guys thanks for listening to today's episode no it continues Leading up to this grand day, the Zanetti Railway Company had launched an extensive advertising campaign, generating excitement and anticipation. The meticulously planned route was designed to showcase the natural beauty of the regions it was passing through, giving the passengers a truly unforgettable experience. Beautiful. What are you thinking? Where's the creepy story here, Ian? What, what are you talking about? I'm thinking, how do I get on this train? It sounds lovely. Oh, you, you don't want to get on it, mate. You don't want to get on this bloody train. Oh, go on, tell me why. Well, on this journey, the train was supposed to make passage through a tunnel, approximately one kilometre in length, showing off the engineering marvel that it was, as it was the longest mountain tunnel of its time. Well done. As the train's engines roared to life, the selected 100 passengers, along with six crew members, eagerly boarded the train, thinking they were about to embark on an historic trip. And they did! 
but not for any reasons that anyone could have possibly imagined. I'm gripped to my seat. The maiden voyage began on a high note. The train gracefully chugged along the picturesque countryside, allowing the passengers to soak in the breathtaking views. They were entertained with live violin sonatas, offered tantalizing treats and toasted the occasion with champagne, lapping up the unparalleled luxury and comfort for the time. So now we're getting to the weird stuff. Yeah, yeah, come on, I'm ready. As the train approached the much-anticipated tunnel, both passengers on the train and spectators waiting at the mouth of the tunnel gathered to witness the extraordinary moment as the train passed by. The atmosphere was electric. However, as the train approached the tunnel's darkness, an eerie silence replaced the excitement. Oh dear. Is there about to be a strippergram? Yep. Getting killed on the train. <laughs> he was like, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show up and I'm going to do a lovely strip tease for this train. But the stupid idiot didn't realise that he was stood on the tracks. Oh, what a fool. <laughs> he, was, uh, he was on the tracks, like doing a little jig. And then someone was like, yeah, Kev, get off the tracks, you bloody ball bag. And he was like, you what? Turned around, like still dancing, music blaring. And then he didn't hear the train horn. And... Oh, dear. What an idiot. Deserved it, I say. On the other side of the tunnel, onlookers were also gathered awaiting the exit of the train to catch a glimpse as it emerged and whizzed by. But the train, Jordan, never came out the other side. Oh, I see. It went to space. No, um, I, I like that you're trying to piece it together, but no. Okay. <laughs> it is not a rocket. All right. Some sort of clever Elon Musk idea or something. Maybe. I mean, there is time travel involved, so maybe Elon did go back and stick a f***ing rocket up a train. <laughs> I have heard it's his favourite pastime. Oh, yeah. It's like, hey, you know, what are you doing today? Oh, I was going to walk around town sticking rockets to things. <laughs> See that granny over there? Rocket. <laughs> See that pushchair? Rocket. <laughs> Can't you imagine? <laughs> In three, two... <laughs> Elon, this is my mum. She's your biggest fan. Can I have an autograph for it? No, she can have a rocket. Just <laughs> <laughs> as he's walking away into the sunset with a smile on his face, just things blasting off behind him. <laughs> <laughs> Cars, dogs. Like the biggest firework display. <laughs> Fire hydrants. <laughs> Poor Elon. So you're saying that didn't happen? It did not happen, no. Oh, okay. So continuing, some time passed and panic and confusion began to grow amongst the crowd. Curiosity and bewilderment built as they patiently waited and eventually the police ended up being called to the scene. And while the crowd awaited their arrival, the onlookers decided they were bored of this and it was time to venture into the tunnel, hoping to find evidence of a breakdown or accident. But to their astonishment, they discovered nothing except two passengers in a state of shock. There was no trace of the train anywhere. There were no signs of wreckage or collision. The railway's company staff scoured the rails, but nothing, not a single hair was found out of place. And no rocket? No rockets, no. There was no giggling Elon Musk running out the back of the tunnel like, hee hee hee, three, two, one. Uh, how strange. <laughs> hear it echoing through the tunnel. <laughs> three, two, one. <laughs> All of a sudden, the, the tunnel just lights up. His SpaceX locomotive combo. <laughs> He's just spray painted it on the side. SpaceX train. <laughs> <laughs> train edition. <laughs> so the two men that were found were taken to hospital and it took several days for them to regain some semblance of sanity, but one of them finally shared a peculiar account. He said, I heard a strange hum shortly before the entrance of the tunnel. Inside the carriage, a strange fog had risen that seemed to wind around the train that was literally swallowed up inside it. It was a horrible experience. Despite being able to save myself, along with another passenger, by jumping from one of the railway carriages just before the locomotive entered the tunnel, we both crashed hard on the ground, and that was the last thing I remember of what happened. 
Ah, so they didn't enter the tunnel. So as it was like going into the tunnel, this bizarre fog and mist just started to swirl around the train and everything got a little bit creepy. So they were like, oh, fuck this, boop, jumped off. And uh, the train went into the tunnel, so it did continue, but it just never popped out the other side. Interesting. Okay. Search parties were quickly organised to inspect the tunnel and surrounding areas, but the train and its passengers were nowhere to be found. Everyone was just like, what the fuck, bro? Even Elon would have been confused. Yeah, Elon's at the back, like, I came here looking for a train, man, and there's not one here, scratching his head. Just carrying his rocket on his back. Yeah, like a backpack full of rockets. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do with these now? Walking through the, the crowd of people, just like, looking around for the strangers, absentmindedly just sticking rockets to things and people as he goes through. <laughs> yeah, his backpack slowly like, emptying. I wonder where this fucking train is. Oops. He slowly takes a rocket out of his backpack, just attaches it to a granny, carries on walking. <laughs> it train, just man. hooks onto them. Yeah. <laughs> just as he's carried on walking, you see people blast off. <laughs> like, Excuse me, coming through. I don't know where the train can... Ah! <laughs> Poor Elon. Why does he do this sort of thing? He's innovative, I suppose one of these uh, eccentric ones and he's all right to do it true so fearing a public relations disaster the zanetti railway company did everything in its power to cover up the incident and a section of the railway near the tunnel was closed for further investigations so that sounds like it's about over right doesn't it creepy train went missing the end of it yeah the end well that ain't f***ing over jordan there's more to come oh because you see this is the point where the time and space starts to come into it so we've had the train now is the time and space okay now proper elon so super glue your balls to the inside of your leg and buckle up. Especially if one's to each thigh. <laughs> or all six of them. <laughs> Three to each thigh. A decade later, a relative of one of the missing passengers made a surprising discovery in the medieval chronicles of the Modena Monastery. Buried within the ancient text of an account of a supernatural event involving a satanic metal chariot and its three ghostly followers that screamed through the countryside. According to these chronicles, three beardless servants dressed in strange black robes emerged from the dark chariot and attempted to gain entry into the monastery. However, their nefarious plans were thwarted by divine intervention. Oh dear. What is this divine intervention? God just came down and went, f*** off, yeah? Uh, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so there's a, a a chronicle that was written in medieval times of a train, essentially, which they didn't know, obviously, they didn't have a concept of. They just called it a, a metal chariot with the three following chariots behind it blasting through the countryside. That's weird. And uh, this is uh, apparently very true. But, uh, you know, that that's just one. That's just one account, right? Well, the intriguing connection between the medieval chronicles and the Zanetti train disappearance raised even more questions. Some began to speculate that the train had somehow slipped through the fabric of time and space and ended up in a different era. So in the following years, sightings of a mysterious train similar to the Zanetti train was reported in various locations around the world, often accompanied by the eerie accounts of ghostly apparitions and unexplained phenomena. Witnesses described the train moving along without tracks, its windows curtained and doors ear really ajar mm, okay so implying that it wasn't really a train that was there it was some sort of apparition what do you mean the original train or the one that's blasting through all these historic events the one that's blasting through the historic events so that is the train that went missing so it's just it went into the tunnel disappeared and now it's just continuing its journey through time and space oh got you i see i was i was wondering if it was like some sort of apparition of a train or something well like someone off the train in the tunnel and now it's the ghost of the train exactly no it's, it's just supposed to be the train itself but oh, fair enough whatever took over this train to put all these ghostly apparitions on board and and to try and like you know get into monasteries and things like that 
God knows what that was. Mm. I mean, now you're not really selling this beautiful journey it once was. That's what I mean. It's supposed to be fantastic. Supposed to be a beautiful little day trip for all these families. Well, now they're all gone, Jordan. They're all gone. Maybe there's something to be said about never taking part in a maiden voyage of anything. Very good idea, yeah. I'm not sure I'm keen. (laughs) Well, you might be asking, what happened to all these um, 104 missing passengers? Ian, what happened to all these 104 missing passengers? Well, Jordan, unrip those superglued testicles and hold on to them, because I'm going to tell you right now. Ah! <laughs> so a man named Vasily Lech Leshati <laughs> Leshati Leshati I I am so bad at reading foreign names. My apologies, everyone. I feel like you could have ended that sentence at reading. <laughs> Anyway, this gentleman had been studying the spectral train accounts. He stumbled upon a testimony of a renowned psychiatrist, Jose Saxino. Look at me, getting something right. Jose. He was practicing in Mexico City during the 1840s, and according to these accounts, 104 individuals of Italian origin were found and confined in a psychiatric hospital in the Mexican capital. Their behavior was marked as surliness and confusion, but what baffled Dr. Saxino was their claim of arriving in Mexico City by a train. A train that departed from Rome. (laughs) Right. They were confirmed to neither be Mexicans or Spaniards, but Italians. Sound familiar, Jordan? Uh, no. Sounds like a certain maiden voyage that took all 104 passengers from a place in Italy called Rome. Oh, yeah, that does sound familiar. Now, yeah, so there it is. In the historic annals of the world, these 104 passengers written that they were in this mental hospital, in this psychiatric ward, in the 1840s, proving once and for all, emphatically, undeniably, that this train travelled through time and space, dropped them off, and buggered off. (laughs) Beautiful. Just a, a thought. Are you sure it wasn't 1940s? No, it was definitely 1840s. But the voyage didn't happen till 1911. Exactly. That's where the time part comes in. They went back in time. Ah, right. Okay. Got you. Back through space. They travelled the distance. They were dropped off. The spooky buggers that took over the train were like, get a fuck off. We got some creeping to do. (laughs) They kicked them off in Mexico and they went off to to scare some people. It's probably just some like horrible ghosty thugs. And they were like, oh, let's just hijack this train. You know, we need some kind of transport so we can go around doing our spooky business through time. They were bored of like working their own little street. They wanted to get out there into the big bad world of ghost crime. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is the kind of thing that you long for. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I've been a ghost for many years now, and I'm sick of sitting in this house, you know, just scaring the inhabitants. I want to get out. I want to get back to, you know, I want to go to Rome, scare some lions in the Colosseum. How on earth are you going to get there? You go by train. Yeah, I just need to hijack me a train. There you go. I mean, it all makes sense. Proven, as I said. But there is one reason that people think that this happened, and that is because of a curse. I don't like curses. No, no, they're pretty sh**, aren't they? Apparently, aboard this train was a rosewood case carrying the skull of a renowned Ukrainian writer, Nikolai Gogol. And I actually looked that up and, and figured out how to pronounce that, so that is correct. Well done, one of five. If you think I'm wrong, fight me. <laughs> Legend has it that the skull was stolen from Mexico in 1909 by a zealous Russian theatre enthusiast who believed it possessed mystical powers. Some speculated that the curse associated with the stolen skull may have played a role in the train's disappearance. Right, okay. But the, the mystery deepened further as the train itself remained elusive, leaving unanswered questions all over the time and space. Obviously, speculations arose. 
Had the train deposited its occupants in a different era, leaving the locomotive to roam alone on its tod? The enigma surrounding the Zanati train disappearance seemed to grow with each revelation, leaving investigators and historians perplexed and intrigued. That sounded really evil. What's well, a f***ing evil train, Jordan? That was even like, oh, the train's gone missing. Hey, bye-bye train. <laughs> Telling the story to my children is a bedtime story. <laughs> well, I mean, you are if your son's listening to Two Guys What's Up at Nursery. <laughs> yeah. Let's see what Two Guys What's Up have been up to this week. You ready, kids? It's story time. <laughs> Amazing. Anyway, so what's your thoughts on that? Yeah. That's really weird. Has anyone ever got to the bottom of any of that? No, no. That's just where the mystery is now. So the train go bye-bye, and then the train say hello in random times, and, you know... Was it verified? Who knows? Was it 3am by the time I finished my research? Yes. Was I tired? Absolutely. Did I want to continue? No. <laughs> it's good to know. Um... <laughs> it's the only time I have to do it, okay? I'm sorry. I have kids and a life and a wife and strife and housework. <laughs> uh, I was hoping you'd have got a final rhyme in. I was trying to. Knife. I've got a knife. Doesn't really work though, does it? <laughs> I've got all these things and I'm holding a knife. <laughs> now it sounds evil. Yeah, you put the knife down. <laughs> so, yeah, very weird. That is the end of the, the Zanetti train mystery. Never heard of the Zanetti train mystery. Until now, of course I have now. The thing that gets me is how the train disappeared originally. Why? Well, if it enters a tunnel and there's only one exit, yet it doesn't go through that exit. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, it's been engulfed in it's gone through a portal of some kind it must have done like gone through time and space the, the smoke enveloped it and just went took it away but exactly that's the thing that i cannot get my logical mind around oh uh, okay well take that logical mind crumple it up chuck it in the bin because you don't need that for this podcast fair enough yeah i should have known long ago all you need is utter belief completely just believe it everything i tell you take it as gospel as i've said before and then you will be happy and you'll expand your knowledge of box <laughs> <laughs> I kid, I kid. It's all true. It's all happened. Oh, yeah, yeah. My logical mind almost broke through for a second there. Yeah, you nearly had me for a second. <laughs> all right, Ian. All right. Shall I give you some snippets of complaints to a local council housing? Please do. <laughs> So, as far as I'm aware, that all of these excerpts are leaked and are word for word, exactly as I say them. I've just got a big list here, and they're just kind of weird. But I can totally imagine that people have thought, you know, I've got a complaint with my house. Yep. I'm going to write a strongly worded letter mm -hmm. to my local council housing, and uh, I can imagine these are exactly the things that they would say. Okay. So, I've just got a list. Shall I just kind of make my way through the list? Do that, pal. Whatever tickles your old pickle there. <laughs> Perfect, yeah. So I've not put these in any order, which I probably should have done. So my bush is really overgrown around the front and the back passage has fungus growing in it. Oh my God, see a doctor. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't be complaining to the council housing about that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he got the wrong address. Give him the benefit of the doubt. Are all these just going to be innuendo worthy? They kind of are. Brilliant. I'm in my element. <laughs> He's got this huge tool that vibrates through the whole house. I just can't <laughs> take it anymore. <laughs> it's the dog mess that I find hard to swallow. Wait, did you say Doug? Dog. Oh, okay, right. In some parts of Scotland, they do just call it a dog. They call what a dog? A dog. Do they? Didn't know that. Hi, we Paul. Good old chick who that dog. Maybe they're just saying dog, but in their accent. They are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but phonetically, it's spelled D U G. 
<laughs> I want to say it's D U double G. It's uh, no, I've I've seen I've seen Scottish programs with subtitles. It is single year G. Single year. <laughs> what did you say? I don't know. Single single year. I don't know. I thought you said like single eulogy or something. Then <laughs> single eulogy G. No, I meant to say singular G, but it came out as singular eulogy. Okay, it's another word for your dictionary. Yeah, I'll, I'll jab it in. I want some repairs done to my cooker as it backfired and burnt my knob off. <laughs> Have you gone through and specifically taken these so that they're all, like, going to trigger me and get me going? (laughs) I think they are all your complaints, aren't they? They are, yeah. I'm a knobless, fungal bummed, (laughs) vibration hearing (laughs) dog. I wish to complain that my father hurt his ankle very badly and then he put his foot in the hole in his back passage. Oh, my God, man. Killing me over here. <laughs> I could just totally believe that these are true. No, they can't. They can't be. They can't be. I mean, people would put back alley or back garden. <laughs> he put. He stuck his foot in the hole in his back passage. Yeah, surely that that must be. There must be innuendos kind of like written for the sake of sounding dirty. Maybe, but I'm all for it. Have you seen that book? It's like a child's book. But it's written about like yeah, I know exactly like what playing you mean. with cats and stuff like that. But it's like let's watch Phyllis play with her pussy and stuff like that. Yeah, hairy pussy and yeah, yeah exactly. It's fucking weird. Like it, this makes me uncomfortable. But <laughs> this surely must be something akin to that. Yeah, maybe. Or they just don't realize it. Yeah, okay. I mean, maybe there's like a suggested language to use on their website. So that everyone uses the, the, the language that the company will know that they're talking about. Yeah. Because some people might call it a gully, or some people might call it, like, a back alley, or... Or an asshole. Got it, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I go by the latter. I was trying to make a, a real point there. <laughs> trying to show my intelligence and actually say something worthwhile. <laughs> I wasn't. You had to bring me down to my own level. <laughs> Here's another one. And their 18-year-old son is continually banging his balls against my fence. I don't know. This is not... This is not real. I totally imagine that it is. I'm going with this belief that it is. Why would you say banging? Why would you say kicking his football against the fence? You would not say banging... I suppose the, the kicking and it's banging against his fence. So, yeah, banging his balls against the fence. No. At least he didn't say face. No one would... You would read that and you'd go... <laughs> That sounds a bit weird. I'll reword that. <laughs> Banging his fucking balls. Especially the fact that they're saying they're 18 year old. Yeah, yeah. Like, wouldn't you just say the person next door? Their child or, or yeah. their son. Yeah. F- All right, read another one. Go on. Will you please send someone to mend the garden path? My wife tripped and fell on it yesterday and now she is pregnant. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I don't believe that he is really implying that this trip caused pregnancy <laughs> yeah the floor impregnated her it just happened to be sat at the bottom of this path just in hopes that <laughs> just in hopes she'd fall on it i hope she didn't give birth to a psychopath <laughs> dad jokes everybody 50 <laughs> percent of the walls are damp 50 percent have crumbling plaster and 50% are plain filthy. <laughs> F- 
fucking thicker. Yeah, that was just a math problem. <laughs> Unless he's trying to say that I've got so many issues that it goes beyond all sense of mathematics. Yeah, all sense of logic and reason. Yeah. Or maybe he meant 50% of each wall. So there's a wall, 50% of it is blah, blah, blah. There's a wall, 50% of that's blah, blah, blah. There's a wall, and so on and so forth. You get the picture. Well, yeah, what a f***ing tool. <laughs> Our lavatory seat is broken in half and is now in three pieces. <laughs> Okay, there's another math one. Maybe a little <laughs> less easy to figure that one out, but... Maybe it's the same guy. Possibly, yeah. The toilet is blocked, and we cannot bath the children until it is cleared. Why? <laughs> to me, that sounds like the bathing the children in the toilet. Yeah. I was just kind of thinking maybe it stinks because I can't flush it. <laughs> the kids are like, I'm yeah. not going in there. It must be Pongy, though. Yeah, a little Pongy bog. <laughs> I want to complain about the farmer across the road. Every morning at 6am, his cock wakes me up. Oh my god. It's getting too much for me. Oh, it's like you know, um, you know, Carl Pilkington. Yeah, love him. There's this discussion as to whether he is actually that stupid, for lack of a better word, or if it's just an act mm. and it's a, a persona that he, he puts across. I think it's a persona. Like, I think he does it on purpose. And a lot of people I know think that's just how he generally is. Yeah, I want to say that is what he's like, but possibly plays it up to the camera. I just think it's an act. But similarly, in that vein, these things are like that. So it's like you're thinking, are they real? Are they, you know, are they have they been put out for the sake of people might think they're real, but they're not. But no one would say that his cock wakes me up at six <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> You say cockerel or, you know, the, the, the noise of the animals or something like that. That is unnecessary. It's the fact that he ends it with, and it's getting too much for me now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could deal with it before, but now. Yeah, yeah. Once or twice a week is fine. Every morning. God. I'm not a machine. 6am as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't read these back for weeks. I've had this ready for a while, so it's kind of feeling new to me. The man next door has a large erection in the back garden, which is unsightly and dangerous. Maybe it's the same farmer guy. Possibly. Just wake him up at 6am. He's just mutated his cock, so it's massive. <laughs> I always have that problem. Happens to me all the time. Our kitchen floor is damp. We have two children and would like a third, so please send someone round to do something about it. <laughs> so they're essentially yeah, <laughs> asking the guy to come over and... <laughs> I'm sure there's a, a kink for that. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. I'm a single woman living in a downstairs flat, and would you please do something about the noise made by the man on top of me every night? <laughs> right, everyone at home, <laughs> send us in a message. Let us know if you think these are, are real or if you think they are satire, because I am very much falling into the latter. Right, so having worked in customer-facing roles before, mm -hmm. I can totally imagine that these are 100% true, because... People are f***ing stupid. For the last decade, my job has been to see people every day in their own homes. and Even though they, they don't want you, but, you know. Yeah, they don't want me. My job is just to annoy people. Look on the door, let me in! But I have never heard anyone say anything even remotely similar to this. And I see, you know, up to... 30, 40 people a day. I mean, yeah, but you don't work for the council. You, you're just a hooker. <laughs> <laughs> You said you weren't going to disclose my profession, Jordan. Sorry. Sorry. A, a, a man of the night. <laughs> 30, 40 people a day. 
<laughs> it is a bit purple. <laughs> Every time I come home, my wife's like, do you want some tea? It's like, f*** no, I'm full. <laughs> I've had more than my fair share today. I'm muscly as hell, though, because of all the protein. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> It's a new shake. Hang on. Why automatically like assume that they're all men? <laughs> I said people. Oh, amazing. I mean, some could surprise you. Everyone surprises me. That's true. And you surprise them. <laughs> I'll do a couple more. Please send a man with the right tool to finish the job and satisfy my wife. <laughs> with everyone you say, it just deepens my resolve. Oh, I still believe it. And last one. Have one of your workmen down on the floor six times and I still have no satisfaction. <laughs> Amazing. So there you have it, people. Some leaked letters of complaints to the local council housing. What council housing was this? I have absolutely zero idea. Oh, okay. I don't even know really how I stumbled across it all, but oh, I loved it. Brilliant. Right, so does that about bring us to the end of today then? Yeah, I think we should end that there for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Please let us know, as I said, if, if you think, if you're on Team Ian or Team Jordan, let us know which one you believe. I think it's satire done for the jokes and uh, Jordan thinks they are real things sent to real counsel about real complaints. They have to be real. They are absolutely not real. Oh, they've got to be. Please put a poll up on this, Ian. Good idea. Yes, I will do that. Do let us know genuinely after this. Just tick mine, obviously, the correct one. <laughs> but I'd love to hear your thoughts. I could put one on Instagram. And Facebook. Can we do Facebook as well? Couldn't tell you. I'm sure there is a way to do polls on Facebook. I know I can do one on Patreon. So everyone, jump over to Patreon. I will uh, explain all the details in a second. But we, there will be a poll on Patreon and on Instagram and on Facebook and uh, I don't know, just everywhere. <laughs> wherever we can you'll be able to move an inch without hitting a two guys what's up pole oh no what a nightmare that sounds like one of those letters sent into the council doesn't it oh yeah now my wife's pregnant <laughs> can't move two feet without walking into a pole and now my wife's preggers <laughs> right well thank you for tuning in to today's episode of two guys what's up if you'd like to get in touch for any reason at all our link tree link is in the bio of this episode which you can click on and you will be jetted off to all of our socials places where you can send us messages and you can even check out things like our youtube beautiful don't forget to follow the show wherever you listen so you don't miss another episode and maybe even tell a friend take your friend on a delicious train journey through the fabrics of time and space but bring your ipod so you can spread two guys what's up to all the areas that you visit we're like some kind of audio virus being spread through time and space oh i love it delicious and don't forget we now have a patreon where you can find all sorts of two guys what's up bonus stuff including our beautiful pin badges which also comes with a shout out our gorgeous two guys what's up branded t-shirts and if you really can't get enough of our fantastic tales and gorgeous voices we now even have bonus episodes of which there is currently one just sitting there up on patreon waiting for your ears to soak it up all that is available right now from just three pounds a month so if you want to help support the show and get some cool stuff while you do it head over to patreon.com forward slash two guys what's up to check out all the goodies over there the link will be down below for your clicking convenience oh that changed oh uh, yeah changing things up a bit every 30 episodes <laughs> <laughs> good but if you can't do that that's absolutely fine but if you'd still like to help us out then a five star rating and review any apple podcast out would go a super long way to help us out and we would be eternally grateful that we would but on that note thank you for listening have an amazing week guys and we will see you next monday So one final one, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what a train is?